0: Hi, Nick Green here, host of Behavior Fit Radio, where we talk health, fitness, and behavior analysis. Let's start the show. Just a quick plug before we get started I created a new continuing education course called Getting Started in Applied Behavior Analysis and Health and Fitness. So if you want to learn a little bit more about what I do and get some CEs along the way, go check it out at www.behaviorfit.com forward slash academy. Hey everyone, Nick Green here with Behavior Fit Radio. It has been uh, quite a few months since I've done an episode, but I'm back. It is uh, end of August 2021. The last time I did a show, the previous episode was... Published on October twenty third, way back in twenty twenty. So, uh, a lot has happened in the past. How many months is that? Ten months, almost an entire year. The main thing that popped up was uh, right. We're still in this pandemic. That's still happening. Um, another piece of the puzzle for me, environmentally, is um, the the toddler uh, does not sleep through me talking in my office anymore. So I've had to come up with a new arrangement. I'm actually recording in my garage. I have kind of a cool Set up now, um, but uh, yeah, I just want to get it back to um, you know putting the podcast out there. I know there's uh, you know, a couple hundred regular listeners out there on every episode. That's what the data show me. So um, a lot of exciting updates. So this is really going to be more of a an update show. What's been going on, and um, yeah, we'll go from there and we'll see uh, uh, see how these uh, how these episodes play out over the next uh, couple months because we are wrapping up August again we are in august of 21 so we are really at the end of the initial pandemic but now we're at the beginning of the delta variant pandemic um i am a public health advocate so by all means if you have not been vaccinated tell a friend um it'll be good for all of us so um that's it um but uh just today i'm going to talk about a few updates coming up so i have uh since that last episode in October, I've actually published two new courses on the BehaviorFit website. Uh, there's going to be two conferences that I'm presenting at. I talk about a whoop band that I just uh, put on, just got in the mail um, about a week ago, and I'm going to touch a little bit on um, an amazing data tool called Power BI. So um, to kick it off for the new courses, um, for those of you, again, thank you, that uh, have signed up for some of my courses over the past uh, year, really. My first course came out in September of uh, 20, uh, 2020, which was getting started in ABA Health and Fitness, and that was really just kind of a an ethics primer course of, uh, so you're interested in health and fitness, you've been listening to this podcast, you've been listening to uh, or been watch- consuming my material, my content on social media, um, I have a website, of course, so that first course was just really me sharing everything I know about the science, applied behavior analysis, and uh, doing what I do, helping people, coaching people through behavior change and health and fitness targets. So that was the first course. If you haven't checked it out, it's great. Uh, most popular course right now. Uh, the second course was uh, a course called Assessment 101. Now what that course looked at was, um, okay, so now you are working with somebody. You have a client potentially. You have somebody new you're working with. Where do you begin, right? How do you even begin looking at assessing those health and fitness behaviors? So in this course, I'm going to pull up uh, the uh, I'm pull up the uh, just kind of the learning objectives. This is a quick review here. I have the um, I'm recording on my phone, so I'm just pulling up the the notes here that I have um, saved and. go directly from the website wait for it wait for it okay so assessment 101 assessing health and fitness behaviors what we're going to be looking at here once i click the link and you can visit here everything is behaviorfit.com forward slash academy this course provides a general overview of assessment strategies when targeting health and fitness behavior change Uh, the intended audience here would be anybody any student in an applied behavior analysis program, credentialed professionals, that be a board-certified behavior analyst, um, and other healthcare professionals um, that are interested in how a behavior analyst may assess health and fitness behavior. So the five learning objectives for this course are uh, describe a general approach to assessing health and fitness behavior, I go through a little bit of my model and how I work with individuals, uh, list the reason why assessment is important, describe how to conduct an indirect assessment how to conduct a direct assessment, and then name a resource um, outside of behavior analysis. So that is a a one-and-a-half-hour course. You get 1.5 CEs. Um, So, again, that course is going to be largely based on my telehealth model. Again, I've been doing telehealth before the pandemic started. So I have a lot of experience with um, using different assessment tools and strategies. And so um, that course was, um, was published. I actually completed that one, let me think. That would have been earlier this year because I had a big gap in between that first course and assessment. So that one's been up for a while. Uh, So if you are ready, have clients, and want to use some assessment strategies, I would encourage you to take that course. And then the most recent course is how to better develop pro-health behaviors through collaboration with families and professionals. Now this is a big course, three and a half hour course, a lot of material, so um, uh, my wife, Gina Nicolini, who she's a behavior analyst as well, she's presented this material for a couple conferences, and so we thought, why not put it together um, for the Behavior Fit Academy? And this course is going to be those individuals um, that are in the field and may work with uh, young learners that are uh, have, di- have been diagnosed with some uh, developmental disability, so there's a unique Need there when discussing behavior change related to um, health and fitness. So, same intended o- audience: any students in ABA, credentialed professionals, healthcare, um, behavioral healthcare providers. Um, so, the learning objectives here are going to be identifying common sources of recommendations, opportunities for interdisciplinary collaboration. Now, that is important because oftentimes, when learners are part of a, a program, whether it's in school, outside of school, you're going to have other folks involve speech, OT, uh, physical therapy, OT being occupational therapy. Um, identify ethical guidelines related to scope of practice, goal development, rationale for goal selection. So, um, keying in on those fundamental behavior change elements. Uh, again, with uh, with uh, very unique skill sets and rates of uh, acquisition. Um, jumping to a goal of saying, hey, let's go run a mile. You know, a couple times a week, maybe. Uh, too much for somebody uh, too soon Um, another learning objective identify the rationale and social significance when submitting goals to funding sources so again this is going to be something driven by right insurance so uh, there's some rationale as far as that learning objective identify the difference between the desired outcome and the target behavior so this is uh embedding our organizational behavior management um expertise into this health and fitness consulting model. So you have a goal that you need to meet this week, but how does that align with some long-term health outcome that won't be realized for another year down the road, two years down the road. So you have to think about those pieces. Um, identify a long-term treatment goal. I right, just talked about that. And and then identify behavioral interventions that can be used you know, in a clinic setting or possibly in school or in the community. So um, that course, again, Big course, three hours, three and a half hours. So if you need um, a good chunk of time and you're looking at, you know, how can I embed behavior change principles into a program for a learner? Um, It could be any age, right? But mainly geared towards those those with developmental disabilities. How can you better design programs, even initiate programs for, you know, health and wellness? You know, we, we give the example in the course that, um, Right. we have kids your childhood childhood obesity is a problem and if we don't have those self-management skills those self-help skills to take care of your 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 um, your overall health and well-being being the child here then um, you know what's that projection look like if we do something today we could maybe stave off increased weight gain um, we could improve general health and fitness but if we do nothing then we all know conditions can't get any better so that's really kind of the the meat, the heart and meat of that uh, that course there. For again, the course titled "How to Better Develop Pro Health Behaviors Through Collaboration with Families and Professionals." So, um, those are the two new courses which are um, very excited about. Um, that first assessment one-on-one course that kind of fits a uh, just kind of a insider's note here since you are listening to the podcast. That kind of fits a. Um, Kind of a three-pack of courses I've been working on. Assessment 101 on one being the first one. Set the phone down there. Um, the second one being uh, measurement. So how do we measure health and fitness behaviors? So of course, that'll be a lot of um, uh, a lot of my expertise and background in measuring exercise and fitness behavior. Um, and then a third course being intervention selection. So those are the next two courses: uh, measurement That'd be. I'll probably call it measurement 101 and then intervention selection, uh, 101. So again, following, if you take those three courses, you should be, um, fairly prepared, not saying that's going to be the end of training, of course, but that's going to be a great start for somebody looking to get into, um, health and fitness. So you can look out for those courses. I would like to finish those by the end of the year. You know, it takes a lot of time to put the materials together, blah, 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 all those things. So, um, those are the courses, and there's a couple of new ones that I'm planning um, to come out fairly soon. So, um, next on the agenda, we have a couple upcoming conferences that I'm excited to be a part of the uh, conference circuit again. So, uh, if we re- if we recall, if you really pay attention to anything that I've been um, you know working on in years past, I've always been a part of you know conferences in the academic world, professional conferences. But once I graduated. Moved back home here to Indiana. I uh, was out of the loop. One because of school, but two, as soon as I was, as soon I was, as soon as I was ready to get back into the swing of things, the pandemic happened and could have put a kibosh on all those conferences. But uh, since then, I've been invited to speak at the um, Oregon Association for Behavior Analysis, um, so or ABBA and the Missouri Association for Behavior Analysis. So OR-ABBA is going to be a virtual online-only course or online conference October 15th and 16th uh, of this year, 2021. And the missouri ABA conference will be actually in person in St. Louis, Missouri on November 12th and the 13th. So I will be speaking at both of those in, uh, in an invited speaker slot, which I'm very excited and humbled to be Part of, but the key here is that if you are in Oregon and you're listening to this, I could, and you're going to the conference, I'll see you online, and if or if you are in Missouri in the Midwest, I will see you there in person. Um, and because they are two talks very close to each other, I will probably be giving the same talk. So um, again, if you want to hear me speak, oraba October 15th and 16th, I'll probably post more on my social media ahead of that, and then moaba november 12th and 13th again uh, very excited to be out there because I, now i have a really a, a good body of of work over the past year in the pandemic working with folks to really share um you know there's uh, there's has always been a need and interest for um, health and fitness um work and behavior analysis so now i'm going to really uh prepare a nice uh a nice, a nice general talk. It's going to be about addressing health and fitness during a, a pandemic and what I've learned from the field, uh, working in the field. So yeah, I'm really excited to dig into the outline and uh, the, uh, all of the all of the fantastic um, work that I've done with my clients, which I think is a nice segue to um, Power BI. Power BI is a tool that I've been using with my with my clients, so that's really been a game changer for me. If you're familiar with it, fantastic. We can chat about it more. But Power BI is a tool uh, from Microsoft. Uh, yeah, from Microsoft. It, BI stands for business intelligence. So I've been posting a few, few items, a few pieces of content out there that really have kind of I've created my own naming convention called fitness intelligence, where I'm combining my own personal workout data with wattify my gym uses this app called wattify so i download my own lifting data try to make some cool insights so the really the, the, the key here is i probably need to do a whole a whole episode on uh, power bi and its 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 pros and cons and benefits and everything but it's a nice tool that you just refresh the data right you have to set up your data in a nice way and then you like we always do and then you make some amazing visuals and you can glean some interesting insights. And, and the real, the real difference maker for Power BI is it has a. It's going to sound super nerdy here. It's like it's like an Excel-based kind of language that you can start manipulating and and, and showing some some neat um, uh, trends and insights in your data. So um, a lot of the, I mean, I've been using that tool now for personally. Well Over a year so most of my data that will be in those presentations for aura for organ Oregon ABBA and Missouri ABBA will be in that power bi format. So um, Yeah, it's gonna be fun and different so um, In general though, it's it's a as I've been thinking about how to describe it to people uh, You have to start when you're looking at you know graphing your own data you have to start thinking in tables as opposed to just a couple columns and how you are going to you know just doing like an x y graph because once you start figuring out how to set up your data that way then really the the the, the level of insight is really um it just becomes you know infinite and um it's a tool that i've really come to enjoy um so i just wanted to uh, share that again with everybody on this episode that um you know, if, if if that's kind of new and interesting to you, go look back at my feed and look at, you know, I'd say mainly um, Instagram because that's the easiest way to curate the content and search for it there. But you'll see that uh, those posts and you can go back and, and see just the trends I've been able to make. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely as I'm thinking about thinking about it now, hearing myself out loud, I need to do either like a kind of basic tutorial video or definitely a podcast too. So Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how that, how that looks, because that'll be the first time I will be presenting that kind of data visualization, um, strategy, um, in a conference because before it's really been all kind of the classic Excel based, you know, nice clean, uh, XY charts. So yeah, that'll be fun. So, um, and then last but not least, I actually purchased a, a whoop fitness tracker whoop w-h-o-o-p um i think simply put it is just a very it's the cadillac i think of fitness activity trackers here um it has no no uh no watch face on it it's i'm wearing it right now it's just a nice uh rectangle shaped sensor that sits on your wrist and you know you can buy all the accessories i have a teal one a teal uh wristband that goes with it but really the the magic with this device is the app and the technology that goes along with it. Um, and while I'm thinking about it, if you have not heard the WHOOP interview um, on Matt Sicoria's podcast with one of the co-founders of WHOOP, I, I recommend you go check that one out. Um, so Matt Sicoria has a very popular ABA podcast, the Behavioral Observations podcast, and um, he had yeah the WHOOP founder there, and Matt's been into fitness Um he and i have talked about all kinds of things i've been on his show um but uh yeah the whoop device it, it really um I, th- I would say i've only had it for just over a week now but they really do a good job on developing the app and so you are syncing your data a lot of data on a daily basis and it keeps track of um resting heart rate heart rate vari- variability sleep recovery strain um All those pieces, they they come together into a general strain rate, and all that, um, as I said with Power BI, I probably need to do a WHOOP review episode, so it sounds like I have another at least two two episodes coming down the pipeline. Um, So WHOOP, they uh, develop a strain uh, score, which is uh, uh, their own, uh, uh, really how hard you've been uh, pushing your heart relative to your own baseline. And that's another thing with this, with this device, once you get it, um, it takes, they said, four days to set up your baseline for strain and recovery, and then it takes another, um, I'm still early, so again, I'm not as fluent in all the bells and whistles here, but there's like a monthly report that comes out, and there'll be like a bi-weekly report that comes out that really is going to help you map on, again, all the physiological data, how that correlates with how you're feeling, your performance um, and all those pieces. So once you have all these, you know, you have their strain score. So a a score would be like a 12 or the most I've seen is like a 20. So you see your strain score, you see that, uh, graphed alongside of a recovery score. And then the coaching in there is, uh, within the app says you can push yourself today because you've been well recovered, or it might say you have not, you didn't sleep as much as you should have. So now you need to, um, not push yourself as much all those different uh different variations there and um yeah we the uh, i have a buddy of mine at work that he actually has one he stopped using it he just uh, wasn't a fan of the business model the business model is you buy the device which is 30 60 bucks if you get the discount and then you pay 30 dollars a month to essentially uh keep um entering your uh just it's a, it's a subscription model and you have to commit to six months or yearly intervals and so um, we were just chatting about it the other day, and he said, yeah, um, he, he said it was nice to have, but uh, you know, it, the data really hinges on, and he and I kind of agreed together, you have to lean into valuing that sleep and there's a recovery score, so how well you recovered, So, um, which is, I mean, I think it's fantastic, but it's very popular. It's, um, you know, for, for the health and fitness sports that I pay attention to, which is, CrossFit they're a major sponsor for that sport so um, it's really neat to see um, your scores as they stack against uh, or they if they stack up against uh, the other professional athletes out there but you can you know they have communities and everything but anyway so uh, the device really helps with uh, looking at I mean focusing in on that heart rate data uh, compared to how well you are recovered and how how hard you're pushing yourself but again boop Big company, uh, fantastic website, so go check that out, W-H-O-O-P. Um, and, oh, and as part of the community, um, you can join different groups. If you are a behavior analyst, we have a small group right now, but again, if you're a behavior analyst or anybody a fan of ABA and you have a whoop and you want to join the group, I, I created a behavior fit community group, so uh, there's a special code to enter to join the behavior fit group it is uh com the code here is com c o m m dash and i think the dash just fills in itself but it's com c o m m d e four b f one um so c o m m d as in dog e as in eagle four the number four b is in behavior f as in fit and one i didn't notice that did they give me the bf1 because i called it behavior fit or is it just random well that's nice com de4 bf1 that's the group name so go ahead and join um and uh, we'll see you on the leaderboard so um all right i think that just wraps it up for today nice for today a nice little um update here again it's been the last show was in october it's been about 10 months we're still in this Darn pandemic, but please do your best to keep each other safe. Uh, two new courses came out, that assessment course, that pro-health uh, course. Um, go check those out at behaviorfit.com forward slash academy. I'm going to be speaking at a couple conferences. Oregon ABBA, October 15th and 16th. Missouri ABBA, November 12th and 13th. i um, been graphing a lot in Power BI. Fantastic tool. I'll do some more work on that and sharing how Power BI helps with fitness analysis and then the whoop join the team com de for bf1 thanks everybody keep moving and uh reach out if you ever have any questions have a great day that's it for today's episode i hope you enjoyed if you haven't yet follow me on all social media platforms you can find me at behaviorfit that is b-e-h-a-v-i-o-r-f-i-t on facebook instagram and on YouTube, if you haven't already, check out my main site where there's blogs, sign up for the newsletter, and more. Go to www.behaviorfit.com or email me at nick at Hope to hear from you soon, and keep moving.